0: hello everyone and welcome to back of the grid i'm your host for now chris and i'm joined as always by Stu. hello for now and by tom
1: i'm staying definitely so i'm i'm here <laughs> for the duration i might not. be tom
2: might be gone by the i might be gone by the end of it it might just be tom on his own <laughs> just, just monologuing just me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm definitely not here for duration. I'm an idiot and have super double books <laughs> myself. So, oh, and there's my dog in the background. Um, yeah. It's all going <laughs> That's off, kicking off. <laughs> it's all kicking <laughs> off. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here super limited. So let's like dive straight in. into it. I guess. Yeah. Um, the first thing I've written here is Hamilton v Verstappen, round three, because we actually had wheel-to-wheel fight with what we think of the championship protagonists for the third race in a row, which it's not super often we get that. It's not
2: super often you get that in a season. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. let alone the first three races. Um, yeah, it's it's nice to see. It's cool to see. Like, Although the Mercedes ultimately looked the better car, it was definitely another race where we went into qualifying on the race not really knowing who was going to be quickest. Not just across two drivers, but across two teams, which is it's a good place to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Max as well, like his pace was up with both the Mercedes. It was just the the track limits, wasn't it? That was his main issue for most of the weekend. Like in terms of quali laps getting deleted, and then race laps also getting deleted for the same thing. Like, yeah, wide, just running too wide in corners to. Maintain yeah, a I mean, bit of speed, I guess.
2: The track is the track. The track limits mm-hmm. are defined by the mm-hmm. by the lines on the track. Various lines on the track. Sometimes the white line. Sometimes the red line. Sometimes the green line.
1: <laughs> sometimes the <But> gravel. <laughs> it's always a line. <laughs>
0: there's always, there's always something somewhere. <laughs> it's
2: the same for everyone. And if you go across yeah, the exactly. line, then you deserve...
0: They all know yeah. where the lines are.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I guess if you mentioned Bottas, he qualified on pole despite... Um, Everything leading up to that, I think it was, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was one of those weird collies where no one actually really improved at the end, wasn't it? Um, yeah,
2: the track just seemed to go away, didn't it? It was it actually yeah. was a bit of an anticlimax. It really sadly. was, yeah. I felt bad for Bottas because everyone was like, who's going to be on pole? Who's going to be on pole? Oh, Bottas. <laughs> 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 kind of like the vibe I got. From, like, it was from a little bit, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> afterwards, yeah. It was,
1: what was it? Something like 7000 I think. Yeah, it was ludicrously yeah, it was close. was nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing because Bottas had a different rear wing setup to what Hamilton had. Yeah, as well. they were in yeah. Diff- They were basically, although they're in the same car, they were actually in different cars because different configs, yeah. different um, aero setup. Yeah. So um, the fact that Hamilton got as close as he did to him, um, and Hamilton, Hamilton qualified third. No, second. 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 He did qualify second. Yeah. Second. The fact that Hamilton got as close to him as he did with a. What was really a race rear wing setup? Mm. Yeah. Um, is uh, I mean everyone's going to sort of hate on me for sort of <laughs> loving Hamilton, being a bit of a fanboy, but I mean you know like that's that's pretty pretty special, I think, to get that close. it's uh, yes, impressive.
1: I think it does show the difference between them though, as well, doesn't it? Like as in we know that generally speaking, Lewis is always faster than Valtteri. So if he's done an almost almost identical time in more of a race trim that kind of just shows you where his natural speed is Mm. the fact that he can do a quality time in a race trim and that's probably why he's been as successful as he has because he can take those compromises in qualifying and still put it where it needs to be can
0: drive around it can't he that's yeah exactly yeah uh top three stayed in the same order off the line, which I was kind of surprised by, to be honest. I sort of expected everyone on the dirty side to really struggle. But um, Hamilton actually got a really good start, managed to hold in second place. Uh, Stayed that way until the safety car, which we got for Kimi just driving into the back of his teammate. Yeah. Which is bizarre. What was he doing? Yeah. (laughs) I think think by his own admission, he just was looking at some switches on his steering wheel and didn't realise just how much he'd caught him yeah, up, basically. Yeah.
2: Like He admitted it was his um, Jeff up.
0: His boo-boo. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: just just all a bit silly. Um, the restart was already exciting, though. Uh, Verstappen got uh, around the outside of Hamilton at Turn 1. Um, partially helped, I think, by the fact that Bottas, in what is becoming his style at restarts, just backed everyone right up to pretty much the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and mean, Hamilton Mac- was
2: na- napping a little bit as well on the restart. Yeah, Max, but like he Max was just more really...
1: alert to it, wasn't he? He was more alert to the scenario than Lewis was. Well, well,
0: Hamilton basically admitted after the race that he was looking in his mirrors for where Max
2: was and didn't realize the Bottas had gone at the point he went, which is yeah. Yeah. watching the I wrong th- guy. I think the wrong that's, guy. Like, that's the hardest place to be, I think, at a race restart is, is in P2 with a very accomplished race driver ahead of you. As well as probably, arguably one of the best of all time, right behind you. Yeah, that's a pretty sticky situation to be in. So I think we can forgive any driver. Yeah, overtaken down the straight there. Like, where do you, where do you look? Like, you well, know how your teammate works. And you
0: is, know... it, is it a stretch to say that's already a hint at where his mind is with regards to the championship? Mm. Yeah, well,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. the fact be. that he is watching Max and not Valtteri. Probably says more than he maybe means it to, <laughs> but
2: I think it's it's a rare sign of like a, a, a chink in the armor almost there from Hamilton yeah. because mm. you know really you should be looking ahead at that point of the road, especially when you know the line's coming up. Like your eyes should be laser focused on yeah. the car ahead, and then what yeah. the car behind does is is what it does really. Like if you yeah you can't really do don't go that. at the same time as the car ahead, then everyone you're going to get gobbled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what happened to him.
0: Yeah. Uh plus I mean as as we saw in this race and have done plenty of times before Bottas being ahead doesn't really bother Hamilton all that much for the most part does it it's not very yeah, often it's that's true. really a big issue for him. Yeah. Um Hamilton I think the,
2: hal- just just on that like I think that shows like in the setup as well again like Hamilton's got the confidence to take the race setup because he knows that yeah. he can beat them on track. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and and it's, I guess there's that element as well as uh, of um, he knows he's he's kind of just got the driver to beat in that scenario. He knows yeah. he he knows that if he is confident enough that he is better in that car than Valtteri, he's already won half the battle almost. But when it's a different car, there's there's so much more of an unknown element about it, isn't there? I think exactly. So, yeah, I think you can yeah. go into a battle with. Valter, in much more confident in his own ability. I mean, it's not like he's an unconfident driver anyway. But <laughs> like in that scenario, it's just it's just amplified because yeah, he, he knows, knows what that car sort, can do, doesn't exactly. he? Exactly. He knows its strengths. He knows its weaknesses. He knows it inside out. So it's his prime target for that kind of fight. That's yeah. that's if anyone's going to be in front mm. of him, that's who he wants it to be. Basically, yeah, very, yeah. Good,
0: very good point. Yeah, man. really is. Um, it only took a few laps to Hamilton to get back into second uh, Verstappen's undoing really was the last two corners wasn't it he was struggling through the last couple of corners all weekend and yeah. if you watch Hamilton's on board from that overtake Verstappen was just all over the shop going through the final couple of corners like desperately scrabbling for rear grip yeah which um, yeah. is what let Hamilton uh get the run on him um decent overtake all the same though just still didn't make it easy for him
2: yeah, really good overtime. I think it, you know, turn one obviously um, down the inside of turn one, wasn't it, for Hamilton? Yeah, I think yeah, so. for that one. Uh, yeah, and then into what turn two or three, where Hamilton sort of returned the favor and pushed him out wide from. Last yeah. week. Did you notice yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verstappen yeah. tries uh... to come back
0: at him, but it was yeah. it was always going to end that way, wasn't it? I
2: was waiting for something like that to happen yeah. this race. Yeah, waiting for it, and it, and there it was. It's but I mean. Uh,
1: Neither of them have really had a problem with, like Lewis didn't have that much of a problem with the situation in Imola and Mm, Max didn't appear to have a problem with that. And I think that they're both at this moment in time, maybe just really appreciative of having a, a good wheel to wheel battle with someone that there's a rivalry with for sure. But there's also, I think, a bit of a mutual respect for like Lewis knows that the potential that Max has in terms of like being in the right car in the right situation he will be a world champion yeah. at some point. Yeah. And Max has got a lot of respect for this is a guy who's been dominating the grid for the last 10 years nearly now. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So. I think
2: if, if I'm Lewis Hamilton and I've got six world championships and seven, I've been I mean, seven, seven, sorry, now. seven, seven. <laughs> if I'm Sir Lewis Hamilton, and I've got seven, <laughs> Lew- seven world championships. <laughs> then, and I get punted off the track like that for an overtake. Um, I'm probably not going to be upset on camera, but I think, well, yeah. Everywhere else, I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> seething. Like, as for Max Verstappen as well. You, Max Verstappen, like, you don't want to be overtaken by Max Verstappen. <laughs> no, but at, at the same time, you I, you kind of get the impression that
0: Hamilton's like really enjoying this and he's really relishing this like yeah. new challenge because it's it's a very different challenge he's facing this season to a lot yeah. of previous years and he, he does seem to be relishing that. And for now, it seems like. Very hard but clean and respectful racing between the two of them. Yeah, for now, definitely. for now, I, yeah, and, and I, I just we'll see if it's it got to give. Something has um, got to give. I
2: think I mean, next yeah. race, I think <laughs> it's going to last very long.
1: It, if it stays this close between them for the remainder of the season and they're the, the trading wins back and forth, it's not going to take long until it gets. Lary, Fiery. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's already, there've already been two really, really elbows out moves. Yeah. Yeah, arguably three. Because like when, uh, in the first race, I think when Verstappen got Hamilton and had to give the place back, he went off track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was really elbows out and he didn't yeah, we... <laughs> want to give the place back but his yeah. team made him do it. Um, yeah, for... uh, Well, second... not
1: forgotten about it, but it's... Because it never stood, like it yeah. kind of doesn't come up always, but yeah. yeah.
2: And then Imola, it was just, the, I mean, very, very clear, pushing the boundaries of of what's allowed punt off the track, essentially. But no one <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know why no one really, maybe I'm wrong, but no one seemed to really look at it that way. You see, I think look at it was just racing, but
0: some people tried to make drama out of it, but like mm. ultimately the two drivers involved seem fine with it. And that normally yeah. kills off something quite quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that's true. That
1: combined with it's like the first couple of corners on lap yeah. one and Lewis was maybe being a little bit optimistic trying to hang it around the outside and onto the inside of turn three, going back to that. but Yeah. I mean, I, that- I think that they, they feel that it's the kind of thing where, you know, like we, we've always said that if there's anyone on the grid that you would go to wheel to wheel with, you'd probably, oh, apart from maybe this weekend, you'd say it was maybe like Kimi Räikkönen because he's always had like a good respect for <laughs> Yeah, unless you're on a straight. Oh, oh, yeah, or unless you're his teammate or something. <laughs> but, like, I think that maybe Max and Lewis are starting to develop that kind of, they know they can really push each other. Like, they, they know there's, there's like, there is that respect there where they can push each other to the limit without... Going too far, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how long that lasts, like we say. But yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
2: tune in for episode four of that. Side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll next week. Time. <laughs>
0: uh, it only took about ten laps after that for Hamilton to get past Bottas for the lead. Which, from the moment he got past Verstappen, it just kind of felt inevitable, didn't it? That like, mm. I, I just never had any faith in. Bottas keeping the lead at that point, to be completely honest with you. Um, I don't think he did a great job of defending it either. I mean... It was a weird one, wasn't it? Because,
1: I mean, admittedly, he did. He wasn't the only one to make that defensive mistake into Turn 1. The, like, we saw Lewis absolutely sling it around the outside of him when Bottas is thinking, I'm defending the apex, forcing him wide, which in a lot of corners is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. But Turn 1 here is pretty unique to a degree isn't it with the fact that it's it's almost like um cops at silverstone like if if you're ballsy enough you can carry some serious speed through that as yeah. with that wider line mm. and he was kind of gifting that wider line to hamilton mm. um, I, yeah, you're and right. i think it, a few did, people it, made that mistake over the weekend. it's a difficult like,
2: corner it's a difficult corner to defend because there's so many yeah. lines through it yeah.
1: Definitely, and I think it was one of those where we were all like, "Wow, that was a heck of a move from Lewis there." But then through the race, we saw like three, four, maybe even <laughs> yeah. five other people like spot the same opportunity, uh, trendsetter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the, tr- the trouble is, as Martin Brunel pointed out in the commentary, as soon as you go as far to the inside as Bottas did, you're making the corner that much harder to yeah. get around because you're like. Yeah. It's a more accruciation, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and on a corner that can be pretty fast in the first place, that's where the the disadvantage comes from taking the tighter line.
0: Yes. Uh, then we got to the pit stops. Um, Bottas did come out ahead, of Verstappen, despite a pretty ropey pit stop by uh, Mercedes standards, but um, it took about three corners for Verstappen to get past anyway. Yeah. Um, Again, helped by Bottas, just trying to put the power down and going absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it a little three bit cold, bit cold tires,
2: cold tires. Yeah, A little yeah. Bit yeah. Of Kick
0: out. Um, and that's how it stayed. Like Hamilton just disappeared at that point. And Verstappen pulled enough of a gap to be pretty comfortable. Um, we had Bottas and Verstappen trading fastest laps towards the end, which was quite fun. Um, looked like Verstappen had got it, but his final lap was deleted for track limits, which he wasn't best pleased about but
2: yeah that made things nice and easy for us at all at the end of the race when their radio messages all said (laughs) well done fastest lap at least you got fastest lap blah 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 nope (laughs) actually no actually no
0: you didn't yeah uh bot asked i said bot had an exhaust temperature sensor issue which lost him about five seconds but even that aside it just felt like like I mean, at, af, after a couple of after a difficult start to the season, to then start on pole, this was his real chance to like, yeah, like with, with all the talk of oh this is going to be a Hamilton Verstappen title fight, this was Bottas' chance to sort of go, hang on, don't forget about Big me, time. I'm still here, sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. I mean he that just may have lost the opportunity, did he?
1: May have lost in five seconds that exhaust sensor issue, but he was still thirty odd behind exactly, yeah. his teammate. So I mean it would have. Maybe it helped him stay in front of Max if you look at like the finishing positions. In terms, yeah, of time. I mean, he did, he did
0: but, do an extra pit stop over Hamilton, but even so, a pit stop is, ah, yeah, I suppose there is that. It's about yeah, yeah, well, 30 of seconds on
2: that. Was that was there purely because he, he was in no man's land, he was in a big gap between yeah. Verstappen yeah. and between and Perez. So, and he he worked out for him, a free, he got the free pit stop to go and get the fastest lap, yeah, yeah. which yeah. he
0: did do. I mean, he, yeah, he
1: didn't, but he did. Okay, yeah. yeah. The thirty-second gap is being really harsh then, because obviously that's that's why Max
0: was that far back as well, isn't it? In the end, yeah, hmm.
1: he did the same thing.
0: Um, mm. How do we feel about this Hamilton Verstappen battle from this point onwards and going forward?
1: I mean, if it stays like it is and good, clean fun, then I'll enjoy it. Do I just, do? Just don't want like Senna Prost style. <laughs> Taking each other off the track constantly, kind of vibes. As long as it doesn't come to that, which yeah. I don't think it would in this game. No, era, I don't but... think so. I
0: think my bigger concern with it is that Hamilton's just gonna start winning races and not stop. Mm. Like for for it's being close, yes, but Red Bull didn't really have an answer for Hamilton this weekend. And it just seems like the, the slightest changes in setup seems to have a massive difference. Like Imola, the red ball was just disappearing down the straights. Mm-hmm. Then this circuit, also a massive straight, but with a different overall setup. And they were really struggling in the straight line. It's like, it's just ebbing and flowing so much. But I, I, I'm i still just really worried that Hamilton is just going to start one of those runs and not look back.
2: Yeah, it, it did look a, a touch more dominant. On race day, I thought today Hamilton yeah. then what he certainly than what he did at Bahrain. And um, I mean Bahrain, he won
0: despite everything, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah.
2: He, he had no business really winning Bahrain. No, not at all. No. Um, and then Imola, obviously, he didn't win. Um, Verstappen won, but that was very. You know, that one was really close. I think. Yeah, this one it looks like they, but they were really, really good around here last year. So true. Uh, I think. I was. I always thought like the Mercedes were going to do well at Portimao. I think at Spain in Barcelona, it's going to be a little bit different. I think it will be. I think it'll be really, really close again. I can't see either team mm. really running away with it. If anything, maybe Mercedes. If, if Mercedes bring some big updates, which they haven't so far this season, they've been concentrating on you know getting to know the car and and learning how to exploit the. The, the the strengths of the car if they bring some updates and they work then I think there could be a chance that Mercedes sort of do step ahead a touch but then you know you don't know what Red Bull have got in the oven either do you so it, I, yeah. I still think it could go absolutely either way at this point in the season I think it's far too early to say that Mercedes are going to run away with it I certainly hope that's I
0: think it's just the pessimist in me is like any, any minute now <laughs> yeah I understand.
2: I mean, anyone could understand you because we've had years. Of well, exactly, yes. Yeah. So. yeah. But uh, I'm very pleased about it although. very pleased oh, about Oh, definitely. This.
0: Let's have a quick run through other stuff that went on. Uh, Perez had a pretty poor start, uh, lost a place or two. Uh, he lost a ton of time behind Norris and complained a lot that he felt like Norris should have given him the place back. But Stewart didn't seem interested in that in the slightest. Um once he did get back past him though, he had really solid pace. He was pretty much on pace with the top three. Um he took that first set of tires ludicrously deep into the race mm. to make yeah. that strategy work. Um good, I- impressive drive for him. Probably I mean, I know he had that massive comeback in Bahrain because of the circumstances, but this is probably the most normal, solid weekend I think we've seen from him so far. Yeah. This season.
1: Yeah. Typical um, Perez tyre life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like
2: a Mexican Jensen Button. <laughs>
0: we had a, we'll dip into the inbox already. Callum Hall said, legend says that Perez would still be driving on the same set of tyres now if he didn't have to pit. What is he doing that's so kind to them? Henson Perez, we should call him. <laughs> <laughs> what What is it about him? Like, is it. I don't know it's very impressive it is crazy just how much further he seems to be able to take tyres than anyone else
2: Mm. like has he just got a really really light right foot like we're we're not going to get to the bottom of this one in the (laughs) 20 minutes we've got Chris left (laughs) (laughs) for (laughs) us if we if we could then we would be not doing a podcast on a Tuesday night (laughs) I'll move us on then
0: (laughs) er Quick word about McLaren. Another really good race for Norris. Best of the rest again. Um, early on, it looked like he was going to be having a bit of a a fight throughout the race with the Ferraris, but the Ferraris just kind of faded. Like the McLaren looks so much better on its tyres than the Ferraris uh, do. Um, Lando was just able mm-hmm. to keep it going to the end. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: he had a job on though. It wasn't easy for him. No, not at all. Um, he had a real race on his hands with he was. Uh... I think science sort of was originally racing him, wasn't he? And then yeah, um, they they actually Ferrari used science to. They tried to slow him down using science Yeah, and then um, he had to manage that while still putting enough pace in to stay ahead. Of, yeah, of uh, of Leclerc, so he he had a really really tough um tough race, but he, mm. he came up with the goods and yeah, he's he's got the points to show for it. Ocon wasn't too far behind either, actually.
1: Yeah, Ocon had a pretty solid race, really, all things considered. Yeah, Ocon had a great look, weekend. Like um, a, quite a quiet race for the most part. A nice move on science at one point with mm-hmm. the Hamilton, Hamilton-esque throw it around the outside of one.
0: Yeah, um, um, yeah, what was it? He started qualified sixth, which is his best quality of the season, and finished seventh. Um, yeah, he, I, was, I was really impressed with Ocon. He had a really good weekend. Um, yeah. Alpine in general actually looked pretty good. Uh, Alonso Beluga was crew.
2: Beluga crew come through. <laughs> um,
0: Alonso was livid after qualifying. Apparently, he was down in thirteenth, but he got back up to eighth place, one behind his teammate. Um, decent overtake on Ricardo towards the end for eighth. Uh, speaking of Ricardo, had an awful qualifying. He was out in Q one for the first time in quite a while, I think. Um, decent recovery back to ninth, but he, he doesn't look comfortable in that car yet? Does he?
2: No, he's look, he looks really out of sorts, doesn't he? Every time you see him get out of yeah. the car, he's sort of sat down. He's got people around him, sort of trying to cheer him up. Mm. He just looks—he looks a bit miserable at the moment.
0: Especially compared to like signs moving to Ferrari, Perez moving to Red Bull, he does seem to be taking longer than the others have swapped teams to sort of yeah. bed into the new new team and the new car.
2: Hmm. He'll get there. He's he a will, very very sure. talented driver. Yeah. He'll he'll get there. But um, yeah, it's just once it clicks, I think he'll be an absolute force in that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just you know he's only had three races. He's had a couple of test sessions in it. Really, he's not had an, anything yeah. like the amount of running that Norris has had in in basically that car because they haven't exactly, changed yeah. that much this season. So um, I'm I'm optimistic for for uh, for Ricardo that he'll that he'll he'll get there in the end. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, quick word on Aston Martin. Vettel managed to get himself into Q three for the first time with his new team, which was which was nice to see. Mm. Uh, they didn't have a ton of race pace. They finished thirteenth and fourteenth, so no points. But it felt like they, were, it felt like a, a, a general improvement for that team. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like they're starting to understand what they've got in the car now a little bit better and that maybe showed in that quality pace that Seb managed to extract.
0: Mm. But they're they're doing what we've said for a few weeks now mm. they need to do, which is stop moaning about the rule changes and just go away and quietly get on with things, which they seem to be doing. Um, And Vettel, I think looks a bit more comfortable in that car as well now from what we saw, which again is nice to see. I think Um,
1: that Q3 appearance will have helped a little bit for him as well. definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, There was, there was a bit of, again, so people tried to make it a bit controversial. It wasn't really. They had one new set of parts, which Stroll got, and they gave him to Stroll because he's ahead in the championship, which is fair, fair enough, enough, I think. Um, yeah. They've said both cars are going to have the new parts for next weekend, although looking at the results and the lap times, it didn't look like they made a huge difference between the two mm. cars. So
2: mm. No, but um, th- th- there are more parts as well next weekend for spain so I'm, I'm expecting to see a bit of progress at um Aston martin next week. that could do with it couldn't they Barcelona is yeah.
0: normally a weekend for upgrades so yeah yeah uh we already mentioned ferrari uh science had a really good uh, qualifying session out qualified leclerc i think for the first time um really good race start as well he was like mixing it right up the front but as you just said he kind of got left out on a a bit of a defensive strategy that put him onto medium tyres when everyone else was going to hards and they just fell a bits for him and he just he just plummeted in the end didn't he, he dropped right
1: yeah, out. did the not did not enjoy that medium stint no.
0: did he at all.
2: It's that Ferrari thing again you know this is me going on my weekly Ferrari rant it's <laughs> let's only let's only give one car a decent it strategy. Felt- that way, didn't it? And like we've
0: not really had that the first couple of races this season, no. and it's well they are not like been in the fight, have they? That's true. The yeah, but it, it definitely felt like Ferrari of old again, didn't it? Which was a real shame.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean that's not what I want to see for science. That's what I feared the most for science yeah. coming into this season is that he's going to just get used as a as a pawn in Charles Leclerc's race <laughs> every I mean, weekend, just like Raikkonen some, was.
1: I'd say there's something to be said though for maybe how because science has never really been particularly bad on his tires but compare the struggles that he had to perez like do you know what i mean like there must be something going on with the ferrari different to the red bull that's made it more difficult to manage those tires yes science has never been the kind of guy that chews them up and they're gone uh like like some drivers Mm. do like we've known him to make a set of tires last in a similar way Mm. to what
2: perez can consistently so um, just yeah. uh, just uh, on what I just said, Ra- like Raikkonen was for Vettel, for all you keyboard warriors out there. <laughs> uh, do you know I didn't even catch that. Did you say? You came in just a little bit too soon for me to, <laughs> Sorry. to get it in. But it's I, right. didn't, I didn't even it's catch fine. that
1: you'd said <laughs> no, it. It's
0: all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Leclerc kind of had the reverse race. Like he started eighth and he was floundering a bit, but he was on the preferable hard tyre strategy and managed to claw his way back up to sixth place. So, again, they got the strategy
2: right for one of them. Yeah, yeah well, that's it, isn't it? Uh, one strategy team, one car strategy team. Yeah. One two tricks. Shall we do Williams?
0: Yeah, quicker than Williams. It was. It was more qualifying heroics from Russell. Uh, started eleventh. He was like ludicrously close to getting into Q three. It was like less than a tenth. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, but to be fair, eleventh. Is- I'd probably rather start eleventh on free
2: choice of tires than. 10th in that or 9th, car, to be In honest. that car, you would, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that's the best place that car can start. Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that it handles like... could race. poo-poo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were kind of mentioning this very susceptible to wind thing that they mentioned after preseason testing yeah. as well, which... I, I thought I that how might much...
2: come up for them this weekend.
0: Yeah, the windiest track in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they'd both tumble back. there, were absolutely nowhere. Russell ended up 16th. Uh, Latifi 18th behind the Haas of Schumacher, which is the first time this season a Haas has finished ahead of another team on the road. Which is...
1: Woo. Oh, boo. Depends He's on, who, a, depends yeah. on who, you, who you support at that for point. For
0: Williams, like. it's like the opposite <laughs> of what we've seen from them so far. this season. Hopefully this is just yeah. a blip. It's a bad race and they'll do a bit better at yeah. other tracks. Um, I had high
2: I had high hopes for Williams this race, stupidly. Mm. I had him down for 10th. <laughs> what was I yeah. thinking? I mean... After Saturday, you looked up on yeah, the money. In
1: quality, like they were looking good. Um at least Russell particularly. Yeah. But like... I must
2: admit I was rubbing my hands together <laughs> at the end yeah, of the club. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um what do you mention though? A solid weekend for Mick Schumacher, I thought. Um he only qualified sort of a couple of tenths off the next car up from him. Um, as I say, finished ahead of a, a different team. Um a solid, like, mistake-free drive, which is kind of what he needs to be doing right now. Yes, yeah,
2: very good. He's been sort of um, reassuringly anonymous this last yeah. few races, hasn't he? It's what he, he needs. We've yeah. said it plenty of yeah. times. That's what he needs in his first yeah. season in the series. Yeah, just get your yeah. head down, get on with it, get used to it.
0: And the relationship is forming between him and his race engineer as well. He's just like the most wholesome thing. Really? I haven't yeah, really. Yeah, oh, haven't it's so good. That. It's so it's the same race engineer that um Magnusson had the last it few years. Magnuson. Yes. And he's yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's um he's an American guy and he's quite sort of soft spoken and always sounds like or he almost sounds like nervous all the time when he's talking yeah. on the radio. <laughs> um but just like he's just like being really overly like encouraging and like yeah, good job, you did it all the time. It's just like really nice yeah, and wholesome. Cool, yeah. It was. It, cute.
1: it was. It was like when he um just quickly flashing back to like uh, Imola where uh, Mick spun the car and took the nose off, and he was straight on the radio. He's like. Don't worry about it, man. It's fine. You're gonna get the car back. We're gonna get a new nose on it. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna make some positions. <laughs> it's just, like so, just like, just, it's just like, so encouraging. You're gonna go out there like, and
2: we're just gonna do our best. That, that's basically yeah. what it was like. It was it's like, really nice. I really like fine. it. It's fine.
1: You're just gonna bring the car back. We've got a spare nose. It's all
0: okay.
2: Everything's going to be fine. <laughs>
0: should we? Should we do a driver of the day? I feel like there's simultaneously lots of options, but also only one option for this one. I don't know if you guys agree.
1: Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. Depends what, what you think maybe. your one option
2: is. Well, <laughs> I, I want to see what
0: names you have in mind first.
2: Hmm. I mean, for me, Norris, again, to sort yeah. of con- to the consistency that he's showing and, and, and just he managed a really tough race, I thought. So... For me, it's Norris this week. But then again, I'm a fanboy again. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Hamilton fanboy. I'm a Norris fanboy. And I will hold my hands up and admit it all day, every day. So that Norris is mine.
1: I mean, I was impressed by Norris. I was impressed by Perez, despite the slower start. Like that run on the mediums was impressive. Um, but I mean, if I was going to give it to anyone overall, it probably would be Lewis, I think. Just because, yeah, he he was under the cosh a little bit, obviously in qualifying. Whether it be set up reasons or whatever, I mean, he wasn't in the lead of the race for the most part, which we've seen before. Like he's had to fight Max for it, he's had to fight Valtteri to a degree. Like it's it's just a solid Lewis drive, isn't it? Is what Lewis does. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am as well. Like again, Norris comes to my personal mind. I don't think Ocon as well would probably have been within a show potentially, but. I think it is. it's not very often we give it to the winner, but I think it is Hamilton for me as well, like yeah. for all the reasons you just said. And, and another thing I saw pointed out as well is that a lot of drivers in his position would kind of have got up to the back of someone and sort of dilly dallied for a few laps about trying to figure out how to overtake them, mm. wrecked their tyres in the process. Whereas Hamilton just seemed like he cruised up to them, this is how I'm going to do it, just decisively got on with the overtake, back in clear air, Kept his tyres going, kept the
2: pace up, and like yeah. that's yeah, that's what you gotta be doing in that position. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, you've convinced me. I'm Hamilton as well. I'm Hamilton. I didn't <laughs> yeah. want, I don't like that. I, 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 the reason I didn't pick him is because I don't like going for the race winner. It's but, not very often yeah. we do it, but on this occasion, it, it feels yeah. right. That's fair, yeah, okay. Hamilton, it is uh, move of the day.
1: I mean, the Norris one was good when I can see the thing you know, it's the Norris on Arcon during lap one just because it was a. It was a bold move in the first place, but it it showed like forward thinking and track positioning for the following mm. corners to, to sort of maintain.
0: And position. not to corner you saw most of the other overtaking happen as well.
1: Yeah, it was different to the vast majority. Um, so, I mean, that was definitely up there for me. Um, I mean, the Hamilton one was good that, we, that we've already mentioned.
2: Yeah. Around the, yeah, it was good. Around, the, around the
0: outside of Bottas. Yeah, that yeah. was a hell of a move. The, and Verstappen's um, move on Hamilton at the restart as well was similarly impressive for me. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was good. I think he had the advantage a little bit there, though. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like that one... I, feel like I, I prefer Verstappen's move on... Again, Verstappen had a bit of an advantage, but I prefer the move Verstappen did on Bottas because that was almost yeah. the way... That was the move he needed to do to keep himself... Mm-hmm. Within sort of reasonable touching distance on, in this championship fight and keep Red Bull in the fight as well. Yeah. So I know it's early days, but, you know, mm-hmm. like these, it's these, it's moves like that that are going to make a difference as we go through 100%. the season, as we get towards the end of the season. It could oh, be absolutely. down, I said it before, it could be, we could be down to fastest lap points at the end of the mm-hmm. season, the way things are yeah. going, if they keep this up. So, Imagine that, if that deleted me, that, fastest the... lap was critical. Yeah, yeah exactly. Season. Yeah, right. The, Imagine. With the ramifications of that move and the pressure on it, I think that for me is move of the day. Interesting. The, that's a, so just to confirm. That's for staff and process.
1: That's interesting. I wouldn't have <sighs> thought about that. I mean, Stew's like loaded that entire move with context <laughs> and <laughs> and situational which
2: is is not what Verstappen's thinking in that moment Verstappen is thinking I want to be ahead of this car yeah yeah Yeah. and then maybe after that's done he's clearing away he's thankful for it and he they do have the capacity to think I think with this kind of depth while they're racing but in I think in that like lightning moment where you're when you're going (laughs) going past him and you're breaking that sort of you know meter later than the other car to mm. get the move done, then you're, you're just on the seat of your pants, aren't you, at that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could see him teeing the move up for a, a number of corners yeah. as well, He'd like mm. chasing him down, that's possibly what led to the mis- or more than It's likely. that pressure, you know? Yeah, it's it's what caused that mistake that Bottas yeah. made, isn't it? Like, totally. it is that pressure. So yeah. I mean, so th-
2: that's why I like the move. Yeah, I, Again, it's like there was just so much leading to it, the ramifications of it, the the context of it. Just, just for me, it, it, it was it was a really important move, and that's why I, I want to give that that move of the day. I,
1: I'd be I'd be tempted to be swayed just because it was a move that was not then replicated by anyone else. Like the the Hamilton one was good, but we then saw multiple other people pulling the same thing off. So it's not; it wasn't. It, it, yeah, it diminished Hamiltons a little bit because everybody else was doing it as well. Um, yeah, it took the shine off it. So hmm. I'm Stu's converting me on that.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to be swayed. I was, I was very much on the fence, so I'm happy to go <laughs> with that as well. Okay,
2: nice. cool. So Verstappen, I think that's a nice round sort of awards for yeah. The episode. Yeah, there. yeah Hamilton like and that. Verstappen, yeah. <laughs> apt.
0: And then the final what? award.
1: Honestly, what the f- are we doing here?
2: Got to be Raikkonen, right? Just it kind of has to be, team, doesn't it? Mate. Yeah, because yeah. there wasn't much else happen really. To be fair, other than maybe Verstappen sort of not doing his fastest lap properly, <laughs> there was that. But yeah, it's not really. That's just circumstance. That's not really like. Yeah, it's not a WTF moment. I think Raikkonen to go into the back of your teammate and to take yourself out of the race on what was it? Lap two, wasn't it? Yeah. Just Well, it was, the, they were crossing the
1: line to start lap two. Like, yeah. They'd barely start lap yeah. two.
2: <laughs> Someone of that level of experience, uh, very, very surprising to see, especially yeah, on the straight was. as well. Like, I, I'm a yeah, bit, uh, bit disappointed in that one, but that's my WTF for the day.
0: The only other thing that comes to mind really is um <sighs> Mazepin getting in the way of the leader, trying to lap him. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then
1: saying he didn't see him or what? Yeah. Like, and then, but then, uh, the, what was I'll tell you what I found weird about this? You might, you might be about to say this, but the team tried to take responsibility for that, saying, "Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah." The, so the team basically said, "Don't worry about it, man. It's, it's it's your it's our fault, not yours. We didn't do a good enough job of telling you who was behind you and where they were and stuff." I'm like, "There's blue flags and blue lights on all over the track and his dash. <laughs> like, there's ample." reason for him to be aware that there is a car behind him. Fair enough, you might not know specifically which one it is, but he knows there's a leading car coming around behind him.
2: Yeah, but I think if you're Nikita Mazapan, you're gripping onto that steering wheel with everything your body's <laughs> worth, so you're probably not paying much attention to blue lights and blue flags. <laughs> I
1: mean, oh, it was... um, there, there is also the fact that Mr. Donut, as I'm now going to call him <laughs> because he likes to spin his car, um, Mr. Donut finished like an entire minute, almost a full lap behind his
0: own teammate. Yeah, that's that's the real. I yeah. mean, like, I mean, got... I think he did do an extra pit stop, but even still, regardless, yeah, he got a five-second penalty for his troubles. Which I mean, that that doesn't explain the rest of the minute he was behind. Um, he also picked up a penalty point for that. So, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's got a history yeah. of picking up penalty points. We'll see how quickly he racks up a few more. Um, yeah. yeah. It's got to be Reichen though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's I, think, definitely I think it's got to
2: be Reichen. Let's not dwell on Mazda Plan. It's got to be. It's got to be Reichen. Yeah, cool. Do,
1: do we, we it? Predictin- <laughs> do predictions? A
2: brief predictions? awkward pause while we decide <laughs> who's <laughs> going to say well, who's going to bring us into predictions.
1: It's more of a how quick can I go through prediction results so that Chris can stay long enough to make his yeah. predictions for Spain? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs>
0: like how, how about this? Uh, quick, quick, while quick. you take through prediction results, I'm going to generate us a random driver and I will it type in. Like I'll type in my predictions and then I'll go. We'll do storylines after
2: predictions. We'll do storylines after
1: predictions. Okay. So for this week, um, I mean, it was an abysmal week for the three of us. Stu was the only person picking up a point. Just the one for a Hamilton win. Um, And in terms of listeners, it wasn't that much better either. We had a sole leader this weekend, which was Toby H. Who got three out of five for a Bottas fastest qualifier. Uh, Lewis win and 19 finishes, so well done, Toby. Got a couple of people just on honorable mention for Stephen Scott and uh Julian Malvin, Malvin, Malvin Nates? I won't say that right, but they were the, the two that went for Kimmy as first DNF, so that wasn't a popular choice. Um So, yeah, the, uh, if, if people obviously want to join in, we'll cover it in a bit, but um uh, com. Now we'll do new predictions for next week because <laughs> so Chris can go.
0: <laughs> do you want to just quickly give you mine and then I'll go? Uh,
2: well, sure, can, I can see you've already written them into the <laughs> spreadsheet, Chris, so we'll, yeah, fire away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I've gone Hamilton win, Hamilton fastest in Q3. I think it's going to be a, a double ham weekend. I've got a G of Nazi first DNF. I've got a good old classic 17 finishers. And our random driver this week is Daniel Ricciardo and I've put him eighth. Cool. And on Ooh. that note... Okay, Enjoy the rest of the podcast, guys. I'm oh, sorry I have to leave you. Bye.
1: Okay, so we will do our predictions now and then do the storylines afterwards. It's a bit backwards yes. to what we normally do, but it makes sense in this situation. Yeah. So fastest in Q3, Stew.
2: I am going to go Verstappen
1: oh, this week. I think you're gonna do the same thing as me. I was thinking basically I'll I'll do I'm I'm also saying Verstappen. And my winner for this week was Hamilton. So I was going Verstappen-Hamilton. I don't know if you're going to do that.
2: I'm but... going to go double Verstappen.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah, I think Bold. the Red Bull will be quicker around Spain. I think it's... There is the big long straight, I guess, but I I just... My gut is telling me that the Red Bull and Verstappen will be a bit quicker around there. Verstappen's obviously got a race win there before. Yeah. Um, in, on his debut for Red Bull. Yeah. And... He'll be feeling confident, I think, going into this race. I think he likes the car he's got. And yeah, um, we could see... I think it'll be another battle. I think it'll be close. But I think Verstappen might just edge this one.
1: I agree with you, other than the fact that I think something will go wrong. I think it will be Mm. Verstappen to lose and something will go wrong. And it'll be one of those races. Yeah. And it will be one of those races where... Like it's a bad pit stop, or there's an incident, or there's just going to be that little bit of something yeah. and it's going to slip from his grasp. Mm. I'm being cruel to little that Max. That's cruel. You tried to
2: that's... inflict the podcaster's curse on, onto Verstappen.
1: Basically. I mean, I shouldn't have sided with Chris. That's my mistake. There, he's saying a Hamilton win, so I'm probably going to be wrong because he said a Hamilton win. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: say, whatever Chris says, say the
1: opposite. Do the opposite. <laughs> I would say that about him because he's not here. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best bit. <laughs> uh, right, first DNF. I'll let you go first on this one since I went first on the winner.
2: Uh, first DNF.
1: Chris went with Giovanazzi to remind everybody. Yeah.
2: Um. So we just had Reichen as first DNF. Mm. the fee was the last race, and then before that it was mazapan um i am going to it's gonna be one of those sort of rear back markers i'm gonna say I don't think there's gonna be many retirements this race, and mm. I think i'm gonna say no i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i've never something I've never done. I don't think there will be a retirement.
1: Oh, no one. Interesting. Yeah. So that, I mean, is that money mouth? You're just saying 20 finishes as well. You're not hedging your bets there.
2: Yes, I'm going to put money where my mouth is, 20 finishes. It doesn't happen very often, but I think if if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to be here.
1: I'm... I'm going to go with a bit of a middle-of-the-pack incident because turns one, two, three here can generate some contact mistakes and we've we've seen a few people go out over those first couple of corners over the years. So I'm going to say like middle of the field, Ocon. And it'll be like him and whoever he comes into contact with, whether it's his fault or the other person's fault. So I'm going to so go 18, 18 finishes, and that'll be the only two DNFs. Yeah, yeah. I just I think
2: that that they're so bulletproof at the moment these cars. And we just yeah. had 19 finishes in the, uh, and we would have had 20 finishes if if yeah. Raikkonen had not got into the back of his teammate. I mean, and thinking about race. it,
1: Imola, for the most part, was. I well, mean,
2: it, it rained and it, there were crashes, two, weren't there? Two
1: collisions, yeah. Um, there was, one was a gearbox, wasn't it? But that was Vettel, wasn't it? Towards the end of the race, they retired in with the gearbox. Yes, was, but I think yeah. that was more retire it under the, if it's retired, they can do more to it from a Park Fermi and rules point of view rather than actually needing to retire it, if I remember. but
2: Yeah, I think like if, if you retire and then you crack open the gearbox, because of a gearbox failure, you don't get the penalty for like, Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think that was like more
1: that. a strategical retirement. So I think generally you you are right though that the most most of the DNS we will see this year are going to be like collision damage Collisions. or mistakes and things like that.
2: So I mean the, the sensible <laughs> person in me would I mean you've you kind of got it, but then if you're putting your money where your mouth is, if Verstappen and Hamilton collide and take each other out of the race, and you finish with eighteen, you're kind of losing two points there, Tom. Just I'm just saying, like, um, you know, yeah. Well, do with that information what you want.
1: I've d I do not see a, I don't see a front of the pack one yet. Maybe in a few weeks. I'll I'll go for that. We'll see. Random driver though, Ricardo. Um Chris to remind everyone went eighth. I can see some decent points for him, especially with the way the McLaren's been. Probably a good track for them this to maintain yeah. that record. I'm hoping that Many, many, many hundreds, probably of thousands of laps around this track will help Ricardo find his groove in that McLaren. So I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic and say seventh for Danny Mick.
2: Sixth for me, please.
1: Ooh, I was, do you know, I was toying with that, but then I was trying to think in my head who would be ahead of him. So I think you've got the the four Merck and Red Bull combined. Yeah. His teammate. But I think you might get like, I don't know. An Alonso or someone squeaking there in front of him, maybe.
2: Maybe. <clears> I don't know. I think if, if it may be, you might get a, a science or a Leclerc, probably more like if a In fact,
1: a Ferraris, isn't Ferrari. there? I can't believe I completely but, forgot about the Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's how great
2: yeah. it is, at the moment. I think for me, it's every, every reason you just said about the circuit you know it's the characteristics of the circuit the fact that they spend so much time there they know it really well he's already done a lot of laps around there so he's probably got already got a decent groove going um i'll give you my finishing order it's it's oh? verstappen hamilton bottas perez norris ricardo my my top 6
1: i can see that i can see
2: that so yeah that's where my head's at For for this one, I think this is this is one of those races where it tends to also be a bit of a kind of um, Noah's Ark sort of two in a row situation. Yeah, for a lot of it again because they spend so much time there, and the cars' performance, the cars all perform where they perform. The drivers all extract the maximum from the car every time because they all do so many laps, and it just it's it's not it doesn't generate such mixed up results unless you get some crazy incident like i don't know hamilton and um rosberg taking (laughs) each other off yeah halfway around the track so yeah um that's that's my thoughts on this one and they do storylines
1: yeah they seem very fair i'll just quickly let everyone know that if you do want to get involved with predictions you can head to backofthegrid.com and register even if you've never taken part before Obviously, if you already have log in and submit yours, they'll be open once uh, the episode's out. Um, always worth doing as well because anyone who scores a perfect five out of five each weekend is a, a winner of a little prize, and then there's a bigger prize for the overall season winner at the end of the year. So always worth joining in, um, even if you can't make every single race. Uh, but yeah, let's talk some storylines. What what we think are going into the sp- into Spain? What what is there to look out for, Stu? Yeah,
2: well, definitely. I think my first one is probably it's the Aston Martins. I think they should there should be a bit of a step forward for the Aston Martins this weekend. Hopefully, yeah. they're bringing. I'm told they're bringing quite a big update, but I don't know exactly what that update is. Um, then. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be looking... They need to be moving forward. If they're going to have anything like the season that they had last year, they really need to step up the game and, and sort of bring something special to the table at this point. So, um, they're definitely one to look out for, see how they get on. Um, my next storyline... I mean, th- there's a really obvious one, and that's the Hamilton-Verstappen battle. Will it continue to give us the amazing races it's given us so far this season, you know?
1: I think the answer to that is probably Yes.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Um, so that's two. Then, then number three, I think it's it's the it's the, kind of like the number two drivers in those top two teams. I think it's time they started to sort of do a little bit better now. Um, Perez has had a bit more time to sort of get to grips with that car. Mm-hmm. He, he's starting to look a bit more comfortable. Could Perez become a factor in in this race? You know, especially given the fact that they all know the circuit so well and. Perez has done laps around this circuit in this car. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he hasn't actually. Not in this car. Sorry, tell a lie. They went to Bahrain, didn't they? Um, oh yeah, he won't. He will have tested it here. <clears> so yeah. Yeah. Um, San Ricardo, actually, but never mind. We'll gloss yeah. over that. Um, again, keyboard warriors, please forgive me. We do do this live. Uh, <laughs> who else we got? Norris. Norris can can Norris continue the the the, the streak that he's. I mean, on?
1: that was probably going to be mine because being sat. Solidly in uh, third place in the standings is a very nice place for him to be, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, given how well he's been driving, you're also sort of not that surprised. Like I look at it, and it's just it's just nice to see. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't look exactly. It doesn't look out of place for him to be there, and it's because he's just been so solid and so consistent. So, I mean, I'd love to see him. He, he, he appears to be like in just in the zone and in the right place, mm. both mentally and performance wise. Um, yeah. So, totally
2: you. and I've got one more um, for the Williams fans this week. Um, mm. Can you know th- this? Keep an eye on the weather, first of all, for Williams. Like, if it's yeah. windy, which it can be from time to time at this circuit, um, Williams might struggle again. But if the weather's it seems like that kind of car sort of does like calm weather, like basically every Formula One car. But um, if the weather's right, I feel like that car could do really, really well because it's quite temperamental. And yeah. you could see, you could potentially see Norris getting in. I think at this circuit particularly, you might see Norris getting up into the sort of it could get into Q one, and it could be finishing in the points in Williams for the first time. Am is I it, right? What, in... Is it the first time? <laughs> Has he scored yeah. points for Williams? He hasn't. No, he, he only made points, got his in, points in the
1: Merck. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I could be wrong in this, so don't take this at face value, but I'm pretty sure that because of the way that Q2 and Q3 panned out this weekend, most, if not everyone's Q2 time was faster than the Q3 times. But on that note, I think George Russell could have put the car seventh in q1 if that time was in the q1 session that's that's how wow, temperamental really? i i mean i could be wrong on that i'm gonna maybe double check it but i'm pretty mm. sure that that's um yeah i mean because it, of the it difference show, in times, if that's the
2: case if that is the case it does show you the the temperamental nature of that williams they I don't know what the. I mean, they might bring developments. They might be able to develop the way out of it. Probably unlikely now. I don't think there is going to be too many big developments coming from that team this season.
1: I have just double checked and I am correct. So in Q two, Russell did a one nineteen one, and Lando Norris, who qualified seventh in Q three, did a one nineteen one one six. So it would have been fractionally better than that and put him in seventh. Had it been a, but everybody's. Or most people's Q three times were slower than yeah. their Q two times because of the drop off.
2: Yeah, I think this this it's a bit of an anomaly the qualifying that we saw mm-hmm. this weekend because it, it kind of it, the, it. I said it when the session started, but like it, it was a bit of a lottery. You didn't really know who was going to get a run at the right time because the weather was kind of like blustery and yeah. If you get if you could get, he obviously got a really clean lap without any without too much weather interference, and you know. It didn't really, and he, and in fact, he wasn't very happy with his lap in Q one either. He said he could do better in Q two. Yeah, he it, it did.
1: He did improve. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, the the other sort of like takeaway from it for me is Lewis was fastest in Q two with a one seventeen nine, and then George was a one nineteen one. So he's only like one point two seconds off the fastest driver and car combination on the grid, arguably,
2: hmm.
1: which in the Williams is quite to me is quite surprising to be when you consider that that car
2: was like three seconds off the pace not yeah two years ago like yeah they're they're definitely moving forward i mean the whole field's tightened up obviously but Mm. that's what's given him this chance to sort of get further up the field and and score points so i'm yeah i'm I'm hopeful and i'm sure williams fans will be helpful for russell to get some points for the williams this weekend
1: definitely um let's cover a little bit of this
2: uh, keep me saying now.
0: Stay, stay on. In, 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 in. Box, box,
1: box. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few of these for this week. Um, we've, we've had a lot that were related to the sprint qualifying that Chris and I covered last week in the preview episode for Portugal. Um, there's a lot of interesting opinions on it. Um, there's a lot to get into. So on an episode like this where we're trying to do a review backed up to a preview... They w- we wouldn't be able to do them justice. So we ha- don't be alarmed if you don't hear a comment <laughs> regarding that you've sent us. They are all kind of bookmarked and um, maybe something we revisit on a yeah. kind of an off week in between races because we want to do it justice if we're going to talk about yeah. it. Um,
2: but we'll do it before the British Grand Prix, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> lead, like, leading up to the preview of that or yeah. something I um, think might like- be the best the- time for it.
2: There is another gap week at some point, so yeah, we,
1: yeah we, we But we will definitely come back to them and cover them, don't you worry? Um, and if so not, d-
2: we'll just we'll do some we'll do like a special episode or something like that. Just yeah, to, just to go through them
1: exactly. Um, but yeah, aside from that, we have got had a few things on that were like sort of more related to the weekend. So uh, Phil Mark says, "Is Bottas just not good enough to be in the Mercedes second seat? He can barely defend his position um, and doesn't seem anywhere close to Hamilton. I can't uh, even stay. He can't even stay with him." Or any other driver to be able to fight for the lead, I feel that he's just usually in the top three because of the Mercedes being a fast car. He doesn't seem to have the talent to be a dominant race winner like the likes of Hamilton or Max.
2: Mm, I, will, I mean, he's won races. He has won races, so he's a, he is a race race winner, a regular race winner. Then, yeah, I think no, obviously not.
1: I think the key word in what Phil was saying there is that a dominant race winner, and I think yeah. that's that's what it is like. Bottas has definitely won races, like you say, but there's not been many times where you you feel like he's just dominated a whole weekend. Where we've seen Lewis do that countless times, we've seen Max have stellar weekends when the Red Bull's been on point. We've seen Seb do it both in Ferrari and the Red Bull. Like there's certain drivers mm-hmm. that you've seen just dominate a full weekend, and I think Bottas's main problem is probably that he maybe plays his hand a little too early every weekend because there's this there's always this sort of practice one practice two practice three Bottas, Bottas, Bottas kind of vibe and then when it comes to even q1 and q2 he's up there and then q3 when you the heat is on and it's there that's when lewis delivers his his best and like ultimately most um, yeah, I guess you know, I, high performance lap. And whereas I think Bottas is kind of performing at his best all weekend, and maybe like just slowly, steadily improving into qualifying. Whereas Lewis is knows what he's got in reserve, and maybe Bottas yeah, does not have that confidence
2: and there. Maybe that, yeah, that Bottas doesn't have. And I think but Max
1: I, is probably similar to Lewis in that respect as well. Yeah, you know,
2: I think the question you know is Bottas just not good enough to be in the Mercedes second seat. I think all those reasons you've just given are reasons precisely why he should be in the Mercedes the second seat. The consistency. Because he's he's yeah. consistent and he's... Maybe this season so far he's not been quite as impressi- impressive as what Mercedes is like to see. They want to see them finishing 1-2, obviously, but those one twos are not going to come that often this season. It's going to yeah. be... You know, it's going to be a Mercedes or a Red Bull in position one, followed by a Mercedes or a Red Bull, or followed by the opposite team in in position two at the end of a race. Um, up to now, I think, and I think now, just about Bottas is absolutely perfect for that second seat. Still, I think if he gets if he drops off any more than he is off the off of Hamilton's pace right now or off of um, Hamilton's results than he is right now, then they probably, if they're not already, they probably would start asking some questions. Yeah. Know, is, is is he the right driver for the car? But I think right now he is the right driver for I, the
1: car. I think at the moment that a lack of inconsistency compromises... That's not a different concept to wrap my head around. I know. A, a, la- a lack uh, of
2: inconsistency.
1: No, sorry, a lack of consistency. I, I said it wrong. Oh. A, a lack of consistency... Um, starts causing issues and the potential loss of the constructors is when Mercedes start to really question it, I think. Yeah. Like, if, if they if, aren't if comfortable in the constructors, that's where they become more worried, yeah. I think, and more concerned about that position. It,
2: if if both Red Bulls are fishing in between the Mercedes, yeah. that's when you've got problems, isn't it? Yeah, if, if he's regularly getting beaten by both Red Bulls, then Mercedes then have to if they want to win this constructors' title, they have to start questioning. You know, do we want to? You know, someone, t- someone. We actually touched on this a couple of weeks ago with one of the questions. Like someone was asking about if Norris if uh, Russell should replace yeah Bottas. And I think if you get sort of halfway through this season and Bottas has fallen behind Perez, for example, then you know maybe after Hungary, then you start thinking oh, maybe. Maybe we should try Norris in that seat. Mm. But I do I see Mercedes doing that? Probably not.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think this thing that stops a, a lot of teams doing anything remotely similar to what Red Bull in that respect is probably the fact that Red Bull are in a more unique position of having two teams on the grid, more or less. Yeah. Like obviously I mean, well, I suppose literally they do because they are ultimately both owned by the Red Bull group, so um, and I believe that I'm right in saying that there's a thing in Red Bull driver contracts that basically say you're contracted to Red Bull group or, or however they refer to it, Red Bull racing, you're not actually contracted to either of the two yeah, teams. It's, it's, so at you any are moment racing driver, yeah. Yeah, so at any moment you could be asked to switch. And I think that's why there's never been any sort of huge kickoff. From any of the drivers that have been involved in it because they know that legally Red Bull's option to move them is like airtight because it's in their contract mm. and it's up to them to I wonder, perform. You know,
2: I wonder if that's been an Achilles heel for some of the main red bull drivers mm-hmm. having that sort of almost like a safety net of alpha Tower to fall back into so you're not gonna fall out of formula one if you fail to perform you're just gonna drop down and be relegated into a smaller team mm-hmm. whereas most drivers on the grid if they don't perform they're out they're gone they're not driving formula one car anymore yeah whereas drivers like alexander well maybe not alexander albon well Alexander albon
1: went out of the red bull team didn't out. he but yeah yeah i mean Ga- gasly moved back down um yeah could we have managed to move back down and and have some time again in the towery? Um, yeah, and you
2: just wonder if that's like taken that extra bit of pressure off maybe. that they need to really really perform because they're thinking, well, that's to be a Formula One car. So yeah, I mean, that thought has got to creep in at some point. Yeah,
1: like they, they're thinking, well, I've got another chance at it because I can go back and yeah, reprove myself at the junior team. Maybe interesting. interesting. That's a bit of a tangent, yeah. massive
2: tangent. Definitely a tangent. <laughs> Um, uh, Paul yeah. D says, um, Do you think McLaren needs to be more aggressive in Q2 and try to get through on the mediums? I, I read meds then. <laughs> <laughs> it said meds. So I was like, um, Not sure uh, <laughs> what I would approve of um, <laughs> that kind um, of pain.
1: Maybe, but oh. I would rather them be safe and get through than. Be risking the medium and uh, being on the brink of going out because I think they're better. They're probably better starting as high up the the front ten as they can on softs than risking mediums and uh, and then like starting twelfth thirteenth or something because everybody else has run softs and knocked them down the order. Mm. I think if the pace comes to the car where they're like legit fighting. Mercedes and Red Bull, like, hands down with them, then, yeah, go for it.
2: Yeah, but then going to be... I Paris. think they're going
1: to fall victim to other people, seeing that as an opportunity to, to out-qualify them, essentially. Like, there's a lot of strong cars on there that would more than likely still be running this off. Like, there's the Alpine Beluga crew, as you like to refer to them, yeah. the Beluga boys. There's mm-hmm. the Ferraris. There's the Aston Martins, if they keep getting their act together. Like that' six cars alone that could potentially take those those other six spots if they have decent times on soft and then suddenly it's a pointless effort, isn't it
2: yeah i I just for me, yeah, they didn't qualify great this week, but they've got a really really good race race car, so it's it's almost the same as that thing with Hamilton being a great race driver, yeah, like he's got the confidence. And he's he's got the trust in the car to know that he can move forward if he needs to. And yeah. I think that's kind of the same with McLaren at the moment. Like you saw Ricardo go from I think sixteenth, found his way up to ninth by the end of the race, it was pretty good yeah. drive. Not not the you know, not the most amazing run through the field we've ever heard of, but still very, very solid drive. Yeah. More than solid. Um Norris obviously has moved forward as well to finish fifth. And that car is the, fir- there's no doubt in my mind, that car is the third best car on the grid at the moment. It's just the thing that's slowing the team down is probably the teething problems that Ricardo is having at the minute. Yeah. And I think once he gets through them, they'll probably, they'll probably just naturally sort of start qualifying that little bit better as a whole team anyway, because yeah. you won't have this kind of uncertainty about the setup of the car and, and, the thing that's that's what's costing them really is like the car setup, and and that's costing them pace. So once they get round that, I think that I think by sort of mid season, maybe Hungary, they're going to be. I think they're going to pull a bit of a gap to Ferrari, who they're just slightly ahead of at the moment. And I don't necessarily think they're going to get closer to the cars ahead, the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, but. I think they will. Uh, uh, historically, they're a really, really well-developing team throughout the season. Yeah. I think that's going to pull them through quite nicely and keep them ahead of the the opposition. They'll end up in the big sort of gap. I think there's going to be a big gap between that they that they will fill between the Red Bull and say the Ferrari or the Alpine. I think if anything, yeah, it's it's the Ferrari that's going to get sucked into the clutches of like Alpine, Aston Martin, uh, Alfa Those those three
1: yeah I mean at the minute you'd see that wouldn't you especially like with say how science went backwards a little bit this weekend Mm. Um, I don't think massively through his own fault just more that the car did not agree with the tires in in that particular race but yeah yeah, I, I, I think if you were going to pick out a McLaren and Ferrari who was going to finish third at the minute because nobody else is really close enough to them consistently it would definitely be the McLaren as it stands
2: yeah, I, I agree think with so that too. wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? It uh, leads Leapol... us nicely oh, the next yeah, It does. It's a very nice lead. Wesley uh, Paul says, if McLaren and Lando specifically are performing significantly better than expected three races into the season, how difficult will it be for them to advance their timeline, especially considering the performance of Ricardo? So I'm guessing we're talking like, do they bring development as far forward as possible? To get ahead of the curve and close, try and close the gap to Red Bull and pull away from the rest. I guess is what we're talking here, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, they're not—they're not, they're not closing up to the Red Bull. That's not—that's not happening. <laughs> don't <laughs> think, I don't—I don't think they're. We think, be optimistic. They, they might like they—they <laughs> they, they could be there or about to pick up the scraps when when things go wrong for cars ahead. So that, I mean, they've already had a podium with Norris, but. I, I, they're not look then the rebels are much faster car than the Mclaren on mm-hmm. on race day on most days, and it's gonna take a lot of development for them to get I think up to up to that pace and more than you could do in a year, so I think maybe. That I don't think they'd be looking at advancing timelines. I think they'd be just sticking to their development path. They're kind of sitting pretty at the moment. They probably w- they probably do want to keep developing at, uh, at the the pace that they naturally develop at in order to maintain the position they've got. I think McLaren as a team will be very very happy with third at the end of the season. Um, yeah, um, 100 percent. And what and the Ricardo thing is just uh, that's a blip. Ricardo will will catch up. I have every faith that Ricardo will catch up. I'm a, I'm, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm also a Ricardo fanboy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't mention that this episode at least. <laughs> no, you have.
2: <laughs> um, t, uh, do you, did you have you anything to add to that, or shall I? Move no, no. Back? I think
1: we, we kind of covered yeah, in the question as, in as well. Questions.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, T S Bunty, last one this week. T S Bunty says, "Is Ricardo experiencing the same kind of career slump as Vettel, albeit several years and world championships earlier?" We have we seen the best of him, or do you expect a Ricardo resurgence this season? I mean, I've already answered that. I think he'll come on song, and I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I agree. We've we've talked about Ricardo and McLaren a lot already, but yeah, I think that I think there's still more to come from him. Definitely. Yeah,
2: I think it is. It's quite it is quite a big talking point because you know a couple of years ago the expectation from Ricardo was so high. Mm. Um, He's he has made like a couple of sort of iffy moves driver moves I think I think going to Renault was maybe a bit of a mistake I think he would have been better off staying in the Red Bull for a bit and put himself up against um, Verstappen Mm. but then seeing how that team's gone for the last few years and see he's you know he knows a lot more than us he can see that that team is developing that car around Verstappen I think it's plain to see from outside that that car is Verstappen's car then you know, maybe he would have had the same fate as Albon and um, uh, and Kvyat and Gasly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just literally everyone, else. everyone. Who's been yeah. in that seat? So, I mean, I, yeah. going I back to would have
1: gone. going back to you mentioning obviously his time at Renault there, like he he struggled initially in that car until mm. probably the mid-season point, maybe even later in his first year, and that was obviously like a. We've touched on this before. I think you maybe you weren't here too for this one. It might have been when it was just me and Chris. But the thing that I'm sort of drawn back to is when he went to Renault. It it was like he had confidence in the car that he had no right having. Like a lot of breaking mistakes and things. As in, he was used to such a good car in the Red Bull, and the Renault just wasn't able to to keep keep up with that and and respond the way he wanted it to. And then on the flip side here, he's gone from a car that he's really struggled to trust in the Renault to a car that he can put his faith in and he can trust because you see Lando doing exactly that, but he's not quite found that faith and that trust in the car yet. And once he does, he'll unlock its full potential like what Lando is. I think that's the key there.
2: There is another angle to this, and that's Mm. the Lando Norris is a bloody legend angle.
1: True, there is there
2: is that. You know, we could we could have a bit of another Lewis Hamilton on our hands, who's like a really, 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 really. Let's not take away how talented Lando Norris is. Like he had an amazing season in um, F two and F three. Followed both, you know, him and George Russell through Formula Three and through Formula Two. They had amazing, amazing championships through that, and. Yeah, he's he's doing the business in this car as well. I think, you know, put either Lando Norris or George Russell in a Mercedes and they'd be probably fighting each other for a championship in there as yeah. well or 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 in the Red Bull. So Yeah. But then I think Daniel Ricardo as well would be fighting for championships in the Red Bull. I it's it's a really tough one. I think the age of Daniel Ricardo, the fact that Daniel Ricardo has been around for a little while now Yeah. probably is making us we've we've seen what Ricardo's capable of. So that's why I feel confident about Ricardo getting it together. We've seen him get it together at Renault. I think we'll see him get together at McLaren. I'm labouring that point so hard now. Hmm. That I'm gonna. I, I think it's time to end.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we will stop at that point. <laughs> there are no more questions, so it is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that is it for this week. So everyone, go enjoy the Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, we'll be back next week to review it all. Remember, you can head to backgrid.com as we said before to any predictions or if you want to send us anything for the inbox you can do so on there as well there's a little contact us form you can find us online on twitter it's at back of the Grid f1 and you can find us on facebook as well by just searching for back of the grid Uh, but that is it for us this week so we thank you all for joining us thanks for everyone who's joined us live in discord Uh, if you want to get involved in that you can head to patreon.com slash back of the grid where there's lots of different tiers available with lots of different benefits uh, Chris has put out the first episode of our one of our new mini series this week as well. So I know the people in Patreon have been enjoying that, there's some very nice comments and feedback coming back from that little series that we've been making on there. Uh, and um, yeah, if you are our top tier of member, which is
2: team principal,
1: team principal, thank you, <laughs> thank you, still <laughs> just like having a mind blank for a minute there. Uh, But yeah, if you're our top tier, we also mention your name right now, which is what I'm about to do. So we have Wesley Paul, we have Mark McNeil, and we have uh, Narayan Hamari, who are all on our team principal level. So thank you all. Thank you to everyone for your support. But obviously, thank you to those guys more directly (laughs) for being team principals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you all for, thanks for joining us again. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you next time.
1: Goodbye, everyone.